Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Rich Perry here, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend and business partner, Lawrence Pipkin. Lawrence, what's going on today? Not much. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, have this second in a week um, change show, change radio show, because we had our special edition on Monday, and so we're back to the grind on Wednesday with an exciting, exciting uh co-author and can't wait to get started that's right so um just a little brief introduction to our guest our guest is shelby mulchin and her chapter is would you change to save your life and it's featured in book nine of the change book series now shelby is a certified colon hydrotherapist and medical intuitive for the last eight years, Shelby has worked in, a, in alternative medical clinics, performing her specialized colon hydrotherapy treatments for degenerative disease pac- patients. Using her intuitive gifts, along with her vast and varied knowledge of digestive health, nutrition, and detoxification, she holistically coaches her clients through the changes necessary to overcome their illnesses. Shelby, are you there with us? I'm here. Aloha. Aloha. And thank you so much for saying that. I've been waiting so long to interview you just so I could say aloha. So thank you for being here, Shelby. Wonderful. I am very honored to be here. This is very exciting. Awesome. And and if we didn't mention it yet, Shelby is calling in from Hawaii, and what is it, it's 7.30 in the morning for you right now? It is. It's a beautiful, rainy morning at 7.30, yes. Right on. So briefly, yes. why don't you go ahead and explain your chapter, Would You Change to Save Your Life? And then we'll get into some really awesome questions and let you explain more about what it is that you do and how you serve others. Okay. Um, I do colon hydrotherapy mainly for uh, degenerative disease patients, and I have for the last eight years. And when I was approached to write this book, I had already begun a transition to come over here to Maui. But um, I had chosen to write about a particular aspect of the changes that people need to make or desire to make in order to achieve greater health. And although I specialize in degenerative disease detoxification, I also have had a private practice and I have coached people that just wanted to be healthier, feel better, look better, have more energy. And all of it requires change. So um, when I decided to 
write this chapter, I decided to focus on the more serious aspects of what that type of change would entail if you were faced with a life-threatening illness and had to make choices about what to do with yourself. So uh, that's what inspired me to write that chapter. And um, basically, I just went through the gamut of what I have observed over the years of treating people who have and unfortunately have not made changes necessary to regain their health. Right on. And how did you – now, I know the answer, or at least I know a little (laughs) bit of the answer having read your chapter – But go ahead and tell the listeners how it was that you came to learn about, study, and practice colon hydrotherapy. Well, actually, my medical career started right out of high school, and I was in beauty school and was offered a job working for an OBGYN, and I I decided to take that job and I, of course, finished beauty school as well, but I went into the medical profession. I started out as a receptionist and worked my way through the office and in a pretty short time became office manager. I worked very closely with him and learned a lot about uh, the aspects on the feminine side of dealing with women in medicine and the personalities and People, when they are scared, I scheduled surgeries and dealt with some of his cancer patients. And I learned a lot, and and he really had a practice back in the 80s, medical practices focused a little more on -on one-on-one patient um, compassion and things like that. And so I really developed some good people skills working for him. And uh, then later on, I had always studied Throughout the years, I became a stay-at-home mom for a while and did gardening and really studied organic gardening, food as medicine, herbs, things like that, and um, kind of added that to my knowledge base. And then after I had my fourth child in 2005, I had a very serious hemorrhage and spent the better part of a year in bed not being very functional, and it really caused me to evaluate my life, my situation, my world, and things have it. When you're supposed to make a change and you're resisting a change, sometimes um, you're blessed with very hard signs, and I was given some very strong signs to do colon hydrotherapy as a method of healing, even though my belief was not that I needed to do that, but I did eventually. And it changed my world. And I knew right away that I was to become a colon hydrotherapist. And so uh, that I did and was blessed immediately to be taken into a medical practice shortly after I became certified and got to begin right away working with cancer patients, Lyme disease patients, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, autoimmune disorders, and so on. And really found that I loved it. And I really valued watching these people work this process. And especially those that had stepped away from conventional medicine and overcame the fear factor of not going the conventional way and and took their healing into their own hands. And, and so I was very thrilled to get to work with them. And uh, 
then after years of working with patients, I was received the opportunity to write for the change book. And when I chose the title of my chapter, I had no idea that it would be so uh, life-altering. But about two weeks after I submitted my chapter for the book, I found myself having an appendicitis attack. And I lived in a rural community two hours away from a hospital. And I was rushed to the hospital, and my appendix was bursting as they took it out. And they said, it's just a miracle you got here on time. And as I laid there recovering, it all happened so fast, I, I really just didn't know what to make of it. But I laid there recovering, thinking, and the, the thought came into my head that you wrote that article and you titled it, Would You Change to Save Your Life? And you've been trying to do something for a long time, and you're still sitting here not doing it. You better get moving. So I made the decision to come to Maui and begin to uh, develop the healing retreat learning center that I've always desired to have. So here I am. That That's really kind of amazing because that was really, uh, <laughs> one of my questions for you. Um, I actually wrote this down while you were talking. Um, and so maybe you can answer it from a personal perspective instead of the way that I'm going to formulate the question. But how many people or how many clients would you say would come to you and they say they want to change, but then they find it either too tedious, too cumbersome, or what have you? And then what is the biggest challenge that they face that you help them overcome? Or, or even in your, in your personal story, what was it that finally was that straw that broke that camel's back of, well, I want to change, but do I really want to change? And kind of what put um, you down that road of actual change? In my personal world, it was the realization that if you ask a question like, would you change to save your life? And then something falls out of the blue like that, it, it is definitely a sign that you need to make a change in your world. And and so I have come to a point in my life where I listen to those uh, messages now. I don't ignore them anymore. And when something like that happens, I, I pick up and do whatever I'm prompted to do from there. As far as my clients go, I think, and and I think I touched on this in my chapter, I think that the the biggest hurdle they have to overcome is, number one, they have a illness or a disease that is is hurting their bodies. It's hard just to live on a daily basis. Then you're asked to change your diet, maybe change your lifestyle, maybe change your relationships or your working environment. Um, Whatever it is that is unhealthy to you or not fulfilling a desire in you is hurting you on some level. And ignoring it, the body begins to manifest symptoms, symptoms left unacknowledged become larger things like illness and disease. So you can go along fine for just years, you know, ignoring things, and then suddenly something drops out of the woodwork that hopefully will be enough of a sign that will make you go ahead and make a change. And I've found that with my clients, baby steps. What If you can't change your diet right now, what can you do? Can you reduce the amount of negativity in your world in some other aspect? Can you, you know, there's, there's a million ways to change. 
So let's pick one and let's work on that. And change begets change. So as soon as you start changing one thing, you find that you're able or you have a desire to change something else. And so my process with my clients has been to help them evaluate where can we start. Besides you're here with me doing colon hydrotherapy, which if anybody, if you've ever done colon hydrotherapy, it can be an intimidating thing to go do. I resisted it for a long time. Um, so that right there is a great, I encourage people, look, you got yourself here. That's awesome. Now, what do we do next, you know? Awesome. And, you know, I really love the fact, and I'm going to quote you from your book, and you said, I encourage my clients to take stock of their entire life with the intention to recognize the changes that are necessary. Since you don't know what you don't know, recognizing and accepting insights for change can be a large part of the battle. And you're absolutely right. You know, you have to take stock of the entire life, but you have to start somewhere. And taking those baby steps is a lot of times what gets people moving. Because if you, you know, come up with this huge, uh, huge new schedule and itinerary of how to make that change, it could be very intimidating. But taking those baby steps, those digestible chunks, is a great way to start. And I love the fact that you point that out in your chapter. Great job, Shelby. Thank you. Yes, I've realized that especially when people don't feel well, um, any change of, you know, the ego keeps us doing what's safe and comfortable. And anything out of that box is, is just resisted. And so, especially when you don't feel well. And so to find something that somebody can do that, that creates a new pattern in their life, it empowers them to do more because they realize they aren't that sick. They aren't too sick to do this. And when I was, when I was pretty bedridden, I mean, all I could do was lay there and either dwell on how miserable and unhappy and sick I was or focus on the future when I would be well and, and the things that were good in my life, which were, you know, my, I had a newborn child, I had a wonderful four-year-old and a beautiful teenage daughter. I had a lot going for me. I had every reason to get up and get going again. So I was motivated and I focused on that. That's what motivated me to to lay there and pray and try to come up with something I could do for myself to be better than tomorrow than I am today. And and that's really all you have to do. Mhm. Right on. Just keep moving down that line, you know. Definitely. Well, I have, I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Um, and it, it's funny because, again, you alluded to something, and then uh, Rich jumped in and he talked about digestible chunks. And um, a great deal of your chapter involves that in, intuition um, of your gut and your heart, um, the gut being that system that basically protects your body and, and its immunity and its ability to help fight off things. But then that intuition in your heart and that body wisdom and that body sense. Can you talk a little deeper about what intuition means um, most to you and then how do you translate that intuition into actionable steps? Okay. 
Well, first of all, um, I have had clients on the colonic table during the treatment come right up and tell me what's wrong in their world. And then when I say, well, how could you go about changing that, they backpedal and say, oh, no, that's not it, they're a little bit, because they just, you know, it's a new insight to them. And um, they obviously need to process it. I usually try to get them to go home and focus on that and think about what it is that, you know, the truth just came out. Now, somewhere down the road, we need to deal with that. Um, Intuitively, what happened with me was shortly after I started doing colonics, I had clients telling me they could feel heat or energy shifts from my hands as I I, I do um, a different style colon hydrotherapy treatment than others may have had before, but I use a lot of body work. I use trigger point therapy. I use aromatherapy and sound therapy. Um, if my clients are open to it, we pray. Um, if they're not open to it, I pray anyway silently. Um, so I have a lot of a lot of little tricks in my in my bag that I use just besides turning water on and off. And so uh, people had started telling me that they could feel these things. And how do you know right where to put your hand right there to make this release happen or this cramp go away or this whatever? And sometimes my hands just got guided to that spot. Um, other times I could feel the energy and the heat, and I didn't even actually recognize it at first. But as the years went by, I tapped into it. I started developing it, recognizing it, um, using it more as a tool than just a thing that was happening. And um, later on, I started hearing, um, sometimes I would hear something in my head saying, turn the water up higher or turn the water down lower or have the patient shift their legs or you know, take, you know, put a, put another pillow under their head or just little ideas would come to me. And I called that my, my intuition telling me what to do, um, how to make a treatment better, how to help a client be more comfortable so that they will relax and allow the, the, the poisons and the toxins to leave their body. Um, also using a little bit of positive therapy as far as um, there is, a, for those of you who are not familiar, the closed system of colon hydrotherapy includes a machine that hooks to a wall. It has a waste tube that hooks to it, and everything that comes out of the person runs through the machine through an observation tube. And so my cancer patients, and I, I had a particularly special one that really wanted to work um, in, in these types of ways, and we started visualizing the cancer going out through the tube and down the drain. And she recovered gloriously. It was fabulous. And, of course, she did her work away from me as well. She worked on many areas of her life. But um, that was one of the things that she said really felt, gave her a feeling inside of of letting go of her cancer. So that was really excellent for me. I really enjoyed that. And I started using that technique with any person who was ill, saying, we're going to visualize your illness going down the tube, down the drain. Out it goes. It's gone. Bye. And so that was, um, that's been very rewarding. That's great. And I want to touch upon a moment ago, you said, you, you mentioned a, a client that had 
you know, really amazing change. And you also said that a lot of the change was due to her doing her additional work on her own. And the one point that I want to address that you mentioned in your chapter is that you've witnessed, and again, I'm going to paraphrase your, your message. You've witnessed people do personal work necessary to heal. However, once healed, they went back to that old lifestyle that made them ill in the first place. Not, not saying this particular person, but just saying that, you know, uh, they fail to embrace an ongoing commitment to continuing that healthy lifestyle adjustments in order to maintain their newly achieved level of health. And you also said only doing enough work to achieve the desired outcome does not provide lasting change. It only creates the seesaw effect, which we see a lot of times. And that can be in all areas of personal development and health. You know, someone they lose weight, they pick it back up again. They get healthy, they get ill again. You know, they're feeling great, then they're back down again because they're not continuing to do the work. And I love the fact that you address that and you encourage your clients to continue doing their own homework, you might say, doing their own personal development and health work on their own and then continuing it when they're not with you. You know, it's they come in for a, for a session with you maybe once a week, twice a week, what have you, but still many more hours of the week and of the day to be doing this stuff. So I, I'm glad that you addressed it. And that's amazing that you're telling people that because they need to know that, right? Yes. And I realized with myself a long time ago that, you know, only doing enough change to get the desired result for a minute, uh, it, it, you're cheating. You're cheating yourself, and, and you're, you're kind of just wasting your time. You're, you're, I mean, maybe you're going to get some kind of a result and you're going to see some benefit and some improvement, but eventually you fall back into the old patterns, and sooner or later the old things start to pop up again. And I, I knew from going through that process with myself in the beginning when I was very ill, my therapist had given me a list of, of um, guidelines that she wanted me to change in my life. And I took it home and left it over and went, well, I don't want to stop eating sugar, wheat, and dairy, so um, I will just pretend that I stop eating sugar, wheat, and dairy and say that I do. And I will eat things and I will say, well, that's not really dairy. And yes, it is. <laughs> you know, so we, we have these little ways that we justify not giving up the things that we like because we don't realize on the other side that there are just as many things that you can replace that with. And that's one of the things I've really um, worked hard to develop alternatives for my clients because you don't want to give up your coffee, let's say. And I'm not saying everybody needs to give up coffee, but I'm saying certain people at certain times through treatment need to give up certain things. And one of the things I, I realized as I got better in my world and still had a few challenges that I wanted to overcome was that coffee was shooting my adrenal glands down, and and it was it was keeping me on a cycle of, 
low energy that I didn't, exhaustion, I didn't want to have anymore, but I didn't want to give up my coffee. So I just, I really fought it. It was one of the huge things. And and I even went so far as to make green tea in the morning and also make a cup of coffee, and I would smell the coffee and drink the green tea. <laughs> and I finally was able to give up wasting the coffee in the morning. But, right. you know, we really, really resist the change. And and yet eventually I I got over it, and I found out that life, and I do drink coffee occasionally as a great treat, and that's the other thing. You've got to have your treats. So I changed coffee from being a daily habit to a fabulous treat that I get to enjoy now and then, and it doesn't hurt me that way. So so it's the best of both worlds. But accepting awesome. the fact that I needed to change it and finding other things that filled my world up and made me feel good, and that was the fact that I, my adrenals, became healthier, I had better energy, better vitality, and I'm not on the exhaustion trail any longer. And so I'm happy to be without my coffee and call it a fabulous treat once in a while. It's it's the best of everything right on. because I feel and, great. Yeah. And, and just for the listeners right now, remember these – now what Shelby's talking about, you know, a, a bunch of the references she gave was to health and nutrition. And these are – easy ideas that you can transfer and back me up on this Shelby these are easy ideas that you can transfer to all areas of your life whether it's relationships whether it's jobs I mean just as Shelby was saying about toxic foods you can also think about toxic relationships you know so if you know that a certain group of people say for instance now a certain group of people are negative people well, just like that food, if you cheat and you go to that negative group of people, you're going to have those negative uh, toxins, whether it's emotional toxins, whether it's um, mental toxins coming your way. And like Shelby said, you know, if you cheat, then you're going to get those negative effects. And these are easy skills that you can, like I said, transfer to all areas of your life. And you certainly want to take stock and be honest with yourself. What is it that's going to give me a healthier existence in all areas of your life? And if you need to cut out certain people, you need to cut out certain situations, you need to cut out certain activities, certain foods, if you're honest and you really want to commit yourself to being healthy, then that's what you need to do, right? Absolutely. And and you're absolutely correct. The, the change that you make to reduce any kind of um, negative vibration in your world or any kind of toxin or any kind of negative energy coming your way, um, those things all support you to become a more vibratory being and to raise your vibrational frequency to help you feel better. Um, it helps you look better. Um, I, I've had clients that were so drawn to negative media and yet so wound up and paranoid about the awful things that are happening in the world and, and it was totally affecting their health. And I've, I've had to say to them, you know, why not just reduce? Why don't you reduce to maybe 
one half hour a day of listening to the news instead of, um, you know, even if you listen a half hour three times a day instead of running it all day long, um, you know, or just any any type of thing like that. And everybody comes with their own set of things that, that they need to change or improve upon. So that, like I said in my chapter, there's no cookie cutter method. I can't just tell you what I did and say, there you go, now you'll just be great. Um, you have to figure out within yourself what is it that is dragging you down. And it might be a lot of little things. It might not be just one big major thing. And people have a hard time with that because they go, well, it's just a little thing. All right, well, a lot of little changes make one big change. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and- so, you know, it, it, it does count. When you tell yourself, "Now this doesn't count," you're 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 kind of fibbing to yourself. Yeah, you know. So. And I wish that you could see my note card right now because <laughs> that was the next point that I was going to address. So that's awesome. I think we're totally vibing right now. And you said, "Cool." And once again, I'm quoting you from the chapter. And even though you just said it, listeners, listen. There is no cookie cutter for health. Words from Shelby. People often ask me what I do for myself wanting to just copy my methods. And Shelby, I'm sure you can agree how many people probably think that there's some magic pill out there that's going to make it easy without having to put in any work. You know, lose 30 pounds in one day, uh, have six pack abs or you know, get that great job and just a snap of a finger, you know, and you said getting to personally know you is the secret. So you can take inspiration from someone else's techniques or what it is that they do, but ultimately you've got to find what works directly for you. And I love that you said that. And I love that you addressed it before I even brought it up. So <laughs> that's awesome. We're, we're doing great. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. The, the the amount of people that have come through my treatment rooms that have changed from just a little bit to done major, huge, complete life changes, um, each one of those people had some kind of realization in their own world about their, their own life and their own being to on how they could improve. And most of that only came with prompting it didn't come from me telling them anything it came more from asking questions and going well what about this what about that have you have you looked at this or looked at that in your life or are you thinking in these terms but but we tend to look at you know one or two things and go well that's it and you really kind of have to dig in there and uh you know, ask yourself the true question what is this making me happy is this making me fulfilled is this um, feeling good to me. Uh, a lot of people do things every day that don't feel good to them. And at some level, that affects their health. So, um, you know, reevaluating those things and making whatever changes are possible at the time with the intention to do more as you go along usually brings some really fabulous results. Amazing. Now, let's switch gears for just a second. And when Lawrence and I come out to visit you in Hawaii and you have your retreat that you've been working towards, 
what can we expect to find at this retreat? I know it's, it's, it's in the prog- process right now, but let's do a little visualization. Tell me about your idea for this retreat, because I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you have planned for your retreat. Well, I have had many years of desiring this aspect, even back from the, the beauty school days. I, I had always planned to move to Hawaii, and originally I was going to open a beauty salon and do natural beauty care, and um, along with that do things like foot detox and infrared sauna and things like that, um, sort of a holistic beauty salon. And and that may be part of it. I have many, many ideas. It, it could be huge. <laughs> um, but to start out with, of course, the core focus will be colon hydrotherapy. Um, I do desire a learning retreat. And, and what I mean by that is people come and they stay with me for a while. And I, I intend to develop a retreat on a property large enough to have little bungalows or so that people can come and have comfortable places to rest and stay and things like that. And then I also want to teach them how to juice, how to blend, because juicing and blending are not the same thing. Um, I would like to teach them how to cook raw, or not cook, but make raw food, and also cook healthy, because raw food's great, um, but I believe in variety. I believe everything, there's a place for everything. And um, what's right for one person eating only raw food might not be right for other, another person who needs a little cooked food in their life. Um, so teaching people how to prepare, to shop, to harvest. I would like to grow a, a large garden and have people out there actually who are well enough, those that are well enough, go out and actually work in the garden. Get your hands dirty. Connect with Mother Nature. Get into the soil. Pick your food. Bring it in. Let's show you how to cook it. Um, let's show you how to prepare it. Uh, also, I've been doing yoga for over 25 years. I'm very much into yoga and meditation. I uh, would love to have um, a, a place to do some yoga. I have collected over the years um, in friends and clients people with amazing talents and skills I know amazing rolfers and massage therapists, and I know two amazing gong players and um, people that do vibrational healing and vibrational music therapy. Um, I, you know, would love to have some type of naturopath or uh, acupuncturist to work with. Uh, all these things I would love to incorporate into my healing learning retreat, and. Um, much more. I, I can, you know, sit here and conjure up all kinds of ideas to add to that. The basic core would be to come and take your stress levels down quite a few notches, relax, um, slow your pace, do some very serious soul searching, uh, do some really serious learning about self, and also do the detox. Um, I am also big on coffee and the colonics and coffee enemas. And that's because, and I think I did mention that in my chapter, in traditional Chinese medicine, emotional chi runs through the liver. And colonics do address the liver to some extent because 
they hydrate the body and clean the blood, which then allows the liver to detox and clean out a little bit. But when you do a coffee enema or put coffee into the colonic, it opens the portal vein and it allows the liver and the gallbladder to release harbored. Uh, the liver harbors medications like uh, pain medication, steroids, hormones. It also harbors certain chemicals that really are do not come out without targeted cleansing. And sometimes in an ill patient, targeted cleansing is too harsh. But coffee enemas are are a fabulous way to detox the liver, and they also clear the mind because they relieve the emotional chi in the liver of negativity and they open the space for a more positive point of view about your life and your changes you need to make. So coffee is a pivotal part of my treatments and I intend to teach people to do their own coffee enemas. Um, I have taught many of my clients how to travel with coffee enemas so that they can prepare them and they're not they're not having to stay home and do it. And a lot of my clients came from different places and were staying in hotels and had to try to treat themselves and be comfortable in their hotels. So I was actually able to help them develop a way to do their enemas at their hotels or at their rental places um, in unfamiliar places. And so that is something that I intend to continue teaching as well and um, get them to where they can care for self no matter where you are. Uh, It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can take care of yourself. And, you know, we all have to deviate. If you travel, you obviously have to deviate from your home routine. But certain things, if you need them for your health and you're still working a process and recovering from an illness, doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to leave home. So I, I have that philosophy and would incorporate that as a strong point in my in my healing center as well. Right on. That's, I'm sold. That's, I'm sold. What about you, Lawrence? <laughs> it, well, it's funny. I it's hard it's hard to uh, keep up with you with the questions that I have written down because, like Rich, everything that I want to ask you, you start talking about. So that's totally cool. <laughs> um, I've been doing qigong for a number of a number of a number of years and I never realized that she was so involved in the liver. I don't know if it was because of of my very bad Chinese when I was in China doing it, (laughs) but that was very amazing to me. And it really, it really struck a chord, but it also gave me that little aha moment because of the things that I feel in my body when I'm simply doing something like swimming dragon Qigong and I can feel the movement of the chi in my body. And I really never realized that until you actually oh, wow. put those words out there. So thank you. That that really just blew my mind while I was reading that. Uh, what I wanted yes, to I, ask you, go ahead. Oh, I just, I was going to say, I found that very interesting when I studied about that. When I began to try to learn about the liver and came across that. And as I was studying briefly on, on traditional Chinese medicine, I found that not only does the liver house the emotional chi of the body, but the kidneys, each organ houses a different a different emotion, and the mm-hmm. kidneys house fear. And so I work a lot, although I don't work a lot with the kidneys. Uh, the kidneys do get flushed during a colonic, but um, I, I have had my clients 
focus on their kidneys to release fear. And so that is another um, studying the organs and understanding what organ is affected by what emotion is greatly beneficial in healing. And I, that goes right along with, um, I think, what I considered one of your central themes was that intuition and paying attention to your body signals because that pain is there and you just might not be paying attention to it, whether um, you're masking it or you don't want to believe it or uh, I'm really not having sweets and they're not affecting me kind of thing <laughs> like you talked about earlier. But right. at the same time, there is that uh, innate ability that we all have to know what's really right and what's wrong with us and being able to be comfortable with allowing yourself to believe what your body is telling you or to allow yourself to believe that intuition that you have and, and really go with it and run with it. Right. So, Unfortunately, we've, we've learned through programming that we do not understand our bodies, and that's not true. Uh, down inside, we all understand ourselves perfectly. Uh, we don't acknowledge that we do. And we don't believe that we do. And overcoming the disbelief of what our bodies and our intuitions are telling us is is very freeing. It it allows you to operate on a different level for your health and your well being. One hundred percent. Okay, I have a question for you. Yep. This is uh, it's it's opinion based. So I want to know the number one hardest life habit that you've created. It was the hardest one for you to do. And then I want you to tell me about your favorite uh, positive life habit that you've created. Okay. My favorite positive life habit, I'm starting with the easy one. My favorite <laughs> positive life habit is is yoga um, because I started it and I gave it up and I started it and I gave it up. And I I worked into it, but um, the more I practiced it and the more I accepted that this is all that this pose is, I'm not, I'm not the, the cover of Yoga Journal in this pose. You know, I'm just me with my bent arm and my not, not correct, you know, posture, but I will get there and I'm keeping at it. And I love a challenge, so yoga has been my favorite thing and I, and I, I'm very proud of the way I have improved. I know that I could improve a lot more, but I, I believe over the years I have come to having a pretty good little yoga practice. So so that's something I'm proud of. And my most difficult um, process has been emotional. Um, learning to overcome anger, learning to overcome victimiza- victimization, victimization, I think I'm saying that right, um, seeing the true me and being who I am and not having to be something for somebody else, uh, those challenges were very difficult for me. I I still work on a lot of those processes, but I have come to a very peaceful place. So it, it has been one of the great healing factors of my life is to change those negative patterns and behaviors and accept that I don't need to uh, participate in things like that that are not healthy for me anymore, and just letting it go. And I'm I'm a very tenacious person, so letting something go sometimes is is very difficult. 
but that has definitely been the hardest. And I see my my clients struggle with that a lot as well. Is now okay. This is this is uh, another kind of thing just to to mull about. You say that's your hardest, but that's also the thing that you see a lot of your clients struggle with. Yes. What do you letting think about? go? Letting go of letting go of destructive patterns or patterns that don't serve. And and I I just flat out have to ask myself: Is this behavior serving me in my best and highest good? And mm-hmm. um, if I get a no, then right away my my ego wants to tell me all the reasons why I should still continue this pattern, even though I've already acknowledged that it is not in my best interest. And so there's the battle. And um, a lot of people struggle. It, it, that battle, I would say, would be the greatest challenge, uh, watching people overcome their need to eat unhealthy food, watching people overcome their need to stay in unhealthy situations. Um, and and they will tell you a million reasons why they need to stay there and, and continue. And so I have a thing I make, I ask people to make a list and say what, you know, what would be the benefit of staying in this pattern and what would be the benefit of leaving this pattern and creating a new pattern. And then people get stuck and say, well, I don't even know what I'd create. And I will create your wildest dream. <laughs> what, what would be, you know, big and grand and make, give you, where's the thrill? That's what's missing. Give yourself a thrill. And, and sometimes they wind up at something in the middle and they're able to find a way to make a middle ground change, which only puts them on the way to the big grand change and takes them away from the negative thing that they were hooked to. That's um, right on. Yeah. So Shelby. lots of coaching during colonics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Besides, I, besides telling people to breathe and relax and, you know, that's just challenging right there. So, um, and, and people do, uh, do see the benefit. So it has become a, a very great passion of mine to, to continue with this colonic treatment and create this uh, this retreat where I can have people on a daily basis either getting a colonic or, or learning about how to care for self in different ways. Cool, cool. So let's let's give the listeners a golden nugget. We've I mean we've been dropping value uh, value bombs throughout this entire <laughs> show, but. As we as we get ready to um, wrap up, let's give the listeners a golden nugget. What's a good insight to get them started? Like we talked about before, and like you said in your chapter, you know, you have to start somewhere. There's got to be some baby steps. So give them a baby step, something that they can do to start seeing some results now, to start taking those steps necessary towards positive life change what would be a good one that you can deliver right now for them well i would have to say acknowledge your signs because just briefly i will tell you my quick story of how i actually came to accept the fact that i needed to go have a colonic myself and that was that i was i had taken my daughter to the doctors and i was and i already had been reading about him and researching him and saying, no, ooh, no, gross, why would I do that? And um, 
and I was giving my insurance card to the gal behind the desk, and I knocked over a little local publication that later on I ended up writing for. Um, and it fell on the floor, and it opened to a page, and there was a beautiful woman um, named Carol Christian, and she, she actually trained me to do colonics. Beautiful woman staring up at me, smiling, and the caption uh, of her was, Need colonics? Question mark, and there was a phone number. And I took that as, as a really huge sign that I needed to go get a colonic because I'd already been thinking about it. And I had been putting it off for probably six months at that time. And that was the day that I picked that magazine up off the floor and took it home and called that number. And so when those signs come forward to you, um, because colonics had come up, I was in line at a health food store and there were people in line behind me talking about colonics and I ignored that sign. So when, when the thing popped up and said, need colonics, I said, yes, I do. Saying yes to that sign can change your world because I had no idea when I walked in the door to get a colonic that later on that woman would train me be my mentor, get me into a position where I would be in a medical clinic doing colonics, working with a fabulous holistic doctor, um, and it would go from there and bring me awesome. to here. Awesome. Yes. So certainly pay attention to those signs, ladies and gentlemen. Be observant. Be yes. observant. And yes, because we want to ignore them and, and really – we should at least acknowledge them and let them niggle at us a little bit so that, you know, when the next one comes, it's even bigger. You go, oh, look, here's two in a row. Hmm. <laughs> right. So, yeah. la- ladies and gentlemen, I would encourage you to connect with Shelby, and you can go to her website. That's shelbymulchin.com, S-H-E-L-B-Y-M-O-L-C-H-A-N.com. And be sure to read her chapter found in book nine of the Change Book series. And once again, her chapter is, Would You Change to Save Your Life? And after listening to Shelby right, to, right now, I hope that your answer is yes. And go visit her on her website and see what else she's got for you. So, Shelby, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Well, this morning for you, this afternoon for us. But um, I hope you enjoy the the beautiful weather in Hawaii. And Lawrence and I look forward to hanging out with you very soon at your retreat. And uh, you'll have to take us around uh, Maui. Well, Lawrence and Rich, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. And and thank you so much. I'm greatly honored to do this radio show and be a part of the change. It's been an amazing experience for me and it has been the catalyst to get me off the mainland and over here and so I would love to uh, see anybody that would like to come over here and do some healing work and I, I am working diligently to create this beautiful space for that to happen so thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to chat with you all today it's so very nice to speak with you today very nice Yes, thank you. And Shelby will be in touch on social media and we'll be chatting away on and we look forward to seeing and hearing from you soon. Yes, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well, so people can connect with me that way. And so I look forward to uh 
to speaking with whoever is interested to talk about these types of issues. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All bye right. Bye, Aloha. Aloha. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen. I know. We, we have to say that. So, let's, Lawrence, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come in. We'll uh, give out some cool strategies of our own. We'll, and, uh, but let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Cool? Cool. Hey, friends. Rich Perry here, and I want to thank you for making the time to listen today. Lawrence Pipkin and I are honored to be a part of this amazing global community founded by Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, and we're proud to serve you, our listeners, as the host of the Change Book Radio Show. We know you're interested in personal development. That's why you're listening today, and you can count on us to deliver a premium platform for the many co-authors from around the globe to share their unique insights, stories, and strategies that will inspire you to create marvelous changes in your own life. Remember to join the Change Book public Facebook group, and connect personally with your favorite co-authors. And if you've benefited from listening to this show, then we want to hear from you. Go to iTunes and leave a written review and the star rating you feel the Change Book Radio Show deserves. And please share this show with your friends. And as a loyal listener, we have a special gift for you. Go to our website, vortexmastermind.com, and download our free trainings that will show you how to bankroll your mind for success. Each training module provides exercises that you can apply in your business and life to start seeing your own fantastic results. On behalf of Lawrence Pipkin and myself, Rich Perry, thanks and be excellent. Now, back to the Change Book Radio Show. All right, we're back. Lawrence, I'm feeling pretty positive. That was a powerful, powerful interview. That was the second great interview of the week. I love doing I love doing one interview a week, and we had uh, Monday end today, so I'm feeling pretty positive. How about you? Good. It was that was just so trippy that she was so intuitive that every time I wrote down a question, she would already answer it. So I'd have to come up with another question. So, and I know you were feeling the same thing. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was laughing. It's a good thing I had my microphone muted a few times because I had my notes, just like I know you have your notes. And Shelby would just start talking, and I'm like, oh, good. Like, we're in a nice flow. Like, uh, this is where we're going to go next. And then she would just answer that question as I'm thinking it or as it was written down on my show notes card. So... I mean, it was it was a great. I love being that in tune with with our guests that it's almost like it's so effortless because they're just doing the work. It, they they it's like we all know, and there's that synergy of what needs to happen to convey the best message for the listeners, and I love it so much. Definitely, definitely, and uh, I don't know what are you. Maybe have a couple shout-outs that you want to do before I do a couple shout-outs. I, I appreciate everybody on Facebook. Uh, when we post our millions of 
check us out on the Change Book Radio Show. I appreciate you guys chiming in. Um, what you could really do to really, really help us out is go to iTunes, uh, search the Change Book is as much as you have to type, and uh, you'll see our little faces uh, down there. Click on it, and if you could go to rate and review. Uh, listen to a show, listen to your own show, and uh, if you're a co-author, and rate and review it for us. Or if you're not, we'd love to have your comments and or your questions and your input. So please rate and review us. Um, that would be very, very, very awesome. Uh, we would give you money to do that, but apparently we can't do that, so we won't. <laughs> but just know that we would, we would like to, so <laughs> but our hands are tied. No, please give us a give us a rating that uh, you think the show deserves and a little bit of review. We'd appreciate that immensely. Yeah, uh, we'd love that. Shout out. Yeah, I do have some shout outs. Well, first off, I want to give a loving shout out to to Shelby for for hanging out with us so early in the morning, and um, I can't wait to go and visit her. I, that's going to be a, a blast. I've I, I have never been to Hawaii, and I'm excited and Lawrence, I might even take you with me, but, uh, (laughs) but I do want to give a shout out to Deb Crow who joined us last night on our bank rolling your mind live training call. She delivered some amazing strategies and insights. So, and we'll have the replay of that uploaded to our website, um, within a day also, Lawrence, I know that you know this, but for all of Radioland and the interwebs out there, listeners, did you know how fast the Change Book series is growing? We actually, well, we've got a couple celebs in our ranks as co-authors, but um, Jim and Jim just announced that Craig Wayne Boyd, the winner of The Voice season seven has agreed to be a co-author and he'll be in book 11, I believe. How awesome is that? Very awesome. Very awesome. I know uh, my mother loves watching the, the voice. And when I told her, she was pretty ecstatic. So voice fans out there, here you go. He'll be joining the change. Very nice. And what, and what change book are we up to already? That's it. Here. 11, 11 is the one that... 11? Yeah. Um, 10, 10 will be out soon. And 11 is the one that we're bringing people in. So, hey, if, if you're an aspiring author, if you've got a story that you need to tell then maybe you can be a, a co-author in the change book series. I'm sure, well, we'd all love to have you. And I'm sure Jim and Jim would love to, to hear your story. And, and it's, it's just a phenomenal community of people from all over the world. I mean, we talked to, we talked to, we talked to Darcy um, fr- from Canada and that was on Monday. Uh, I mean, we've been, we've been interviewing people just, left and right from, from all walks of life, from all geographic regions. And, um, it's really powerful stuff. I'm, I'm so glad to be, to be a part of it. You know, you can check out the, the change book on Facebook, but also if you want to get a, 
a good rundown of who all the co-authors are, uh, learn a little bit more about uh, Jim Britt and Jim Lutz. You can also go to thechangebookseries.com. You'll have an opportunity to read the foreword, ask some questions, even get in contact with with the men themselves. So um, I I encourage you guys to go to thechangebookseries.com and check out all the co-authors. Read the foreword and get as excited about it as we are. I think it's – they have it listed up to, I believe – book nine. So uh, check it out. Uh, Again, if you have questions for us, um, you can always get me at uh, vortexmastermind.com and there's a little link to send me a message. There's a little link to send Rich a message. Um, You can get me at lawrence at nlp hyphen for success and you can get uh, Rich at, is it rperry at Path of Me or is it just? Uh, Rich at thepathofme.com. Yeah, so reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, even if you're like, hey, you guys suck, man. You should do this instead. Uh, <laughs> we'll still listen. So we're, we totally have zero egos. So go ahead and let us know what you think. Uh, however, if we are crying on the next show, it's totally your fault. Right. But, uh, yeah. We'll get over it. And, uh, uh, yeah, and just re- just reminder, we did have two shows this week. So in addition to – our author that we just spoke to, Shelby Mulchin, we had Christine Suva and Darcy McJanet, and that was on Monday, uh, two days ago. And like Lawrence said, you can go to Blog Talk Radio, or you can go right to iTunes and download the episodes right there in case you miss them. And we would certainly appreciate a written review and a star rating that you feel we deserve. And we would be so appreciative. Thank you so much for, for leaving that review and that rating. That's all I've got for, for this episode. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready to go out and, and do some cool things today. What about you, Lawrence? Definitely. I've got my little mind map of uh, our interview today and some stuff that I've really got to look into. You know, one of the uh, biggest pains in the butt about doing this change radio show is there's so much knowledge and you learn so much that you don't know that you don't know that <laughs> it has completely filled, filled my mind with stuff that I need to get out there and start reading about. So uh, while I love it, it's like, oh, my God, now I have to read this because this is so incredibly exciting. So pick up a book, read it, and see where it takes you. Don't be afraid of the journey. The journey is what makes life the most wonderful thing that you could have. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will uh, connect with you again next Wednesday, as always, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. And reach out to us personally. And as a reminder, again, connect with your, with your favorite co-authors. Go and join the Change Public Facebook group. And, and get to know people personally and certainly continue to read the books and we will connect with you again next Wednesday, 1.30 PM. Thank you so much for listening to the change book radio show on behalf of Lawrence Pipkin and myself, Rich Perry. Thanks and be excellent. Uh-huh.